Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Tendeco Podcast. In this podcast, I'll be talking about a question that many people may seem to be taking very seriously now, in the, especially in these times that we are going through uh, the coronavirus pandemic. These times that many people have lost their businesses, lost their fortune. Some have even lost uh, relationships that were dear to them. For instance, marriage relationships, some friendship. This question is such one that many people have asked themselves over and over again when they seem to be facing a seemingly or certain future. Uh, this question is such one that many people have asked themselves and are still asking themselves because of the fear and the horror and doom that seem to saturate the media. Many people are afraid, many people are scared, many people have lost their joy or their sanity in one way or the other because they are not able to ask this, uh, answer this question or they don't have an answer to this question. And many people would not agree with me that their inability to answer this question is a reason why they are losing their sanity and their wellness. And I'm going to show us what I mean uh, by the fact that some people are losing their sanity and losing their stability, peace and joy because they're not able to answer this question. And what is this question? The question is, who are you? Who are you? If someone walks up to you at this point in time and asks you this question, who are you? How would you answer? What would you say? What is the immediate response or immediate answer from your mind? I want to take about 5 to 10 seconds to think about this. What would be the immediate response, immediate answer from your mind? Now, let me call out a few examples of how people define themselves, what they say they are, or what they say they are. And you can see these identifications in their life, the way they carry themselves, the way they parry themselves. You can see it in workplaces. Now, the first one is accomplishment. So when people are asked the question, who are you? The first answer or response in some people's mind is who they are based on their accomplishment, what they've accomplished. It might be their degrees, their qualifications, their achievements in a particular industry, the books they've written. So many people tend to define themselves based on their accomplishment. And some people that define themselves or identify themselves by their wealth and material possessions. So they define themselves as I'm the founder of this oil company, I'm the founder of this organization. I'm the founder of that, I'm the founder of this, or I'm the owner of that, or, or the owner of this. Some people, they define themselves based on their social st status. Some people define themselves based on their job title. You, you now, if you're a person who works in the, um, in, the corporate, um, organize, in the corporate organization, or any organization, how you can easily identify the people who seems to define or define their identity by their job title 
or who are so much attached or see or who see their life as their job title are the people who are ready th- to throw anyone under the bus who may be a threat to that job title that they have or their similar career pro- progression or career path and this is one of the reasons why it's very difficult for is always a, is a it's not a good thing for us to define ourselves by our job title because we find ourselves doing things we are not we find ourselves doing things that we are not supposed to do and the same thing applies to every other thing that we may identify ourselves with the same thing also applies to relationships some people because they are so attached to a particular relationship maybe to a popular person in the society or to a particular celebrity or something if other people seem to want to come in between that relationship they can read some people apart because their identity is in that relationship and i think it's one of the reasons why not all reasons but one of the reasons why some women would tear other women apart if they should come near their husband i know women should be protective of their spouse because some other women can be silly some women don't know boundaries right so we should be watchful to some extent but sometimes our panic our necessary fight uh, over trivial matters in our marriage can point us to please take note of that word could point us to some identity issues around that especially if you live in a culture or society whereby if you don't have an if you don't have a husband you are not regarded as a success or you have been you have been belittled or you regarded as as someone who is insignificant or someone who cannot bring anything valuable to the table or somebody who has no relevance in that particular community or society if you live in such culture you are likely to be tempted to attach your identity to your marriage relationship we should be in a good relationship with our spouse but that does not mean we should define our identity by our marriage relationship now all these things are called out the problem is this when these things are if if these things are taken away from us how would many of us feel would life still worth living if these things were taken away from us some people because their spouse left them they've gone ahead to do evil or bad stuff to people the other the guys the people may have gone to marry so if a lady's husband left her it's uh in bitterness and um in the sense of the fact that our identity our life is built around our built on that married relationship in an unhealthy way could prompt her to go and kill assassinate or destroy any other relationship or the person that the the ex-husband you know go over to have another relationship with so people do all kind of silly and stupid things and one of the reasons why these things happen is because people have defined themselves by the by an identity that is unhealthy and the same thing happens the other way around when men you know when they were lady when they're being abusive and the lady fights for divorce because they have some issues deep rooted issues in their heart most of which is rooted in identity and based on the counseling sessions of hard with people as some of you may be aware I'm a pastor and based on some people I've had conversations with 
I have seen that many of the psychological problems that people have is rooted in an identity issues, an identity issue because they don't know who they are. So it's a dangerous thing for us to attach our identity to things that can be taken away from us, things that we can lose. Some other people define themselves by their habits, their weakness. You hear things like, I'm not good at anything. I'm not good at this. I'm not, you know, some define themselves by their sexual orientation. Some define themselves by all kinds of things, you know, some personality. So in this category, I'm looking at psychological identity. And I want you to know that your psychological identity can be changed. You can be brought up in a in a poor area in, or in a poor family and see yourself poor. And if you get to mix with the right kind of people, they can train you to change the way you think. I've seen kids come from humble homes, good homes, become something else, something negative when they started associating with the wrong people, set of people who, who don't have good manners and good behavior. So psychological identities are not fixed. They can be changed. And one of the reasons why we should not thrive, we should not try tend to uh, define ourselves by our psychological identity. So if a person has certain personality that gives them favor in a particular environment, if things should change in that environment and that personality cannot give them or give them the status, the recognition, the acceptance they had always had, you know, they will begin to have a problem there. They become uncomfortable. They would not want to allow a change in that particular environment because their personality does not, does not fit any longer. If you follow me carefully, you will, you, you will be able to hear that I'm, what I'm saying that is that a lot of the instability and the fear in our heart, the struggles in our heart, are based on the fact that we have not been able to really define who we are. And if you agree with me, if you take your time after listening to this podcast and do a, a careful self-examination, you realize that one of the reasons why you don't seem to have so much confidence in yourself and be able to stand your ground for what you know is right is because you don't really know who you are. I'll give you another um, test that you can conduct to help yourself. If you cannot make decisions based on sound, um, on, based on fact, based on sound judgment, if you can't make sound judgment based on credible fact, and you have to keep looking around, looking at what somebody else have done, what they have not done, to make a seemingly, you know, straightforward, factual decision and a fact-based decision, it's some kind of pointers to tell you that you are not very solid yet in your identity and who you are. It means that we don't really have a concrete basis on which we define our identity. And another category of identity that people I, um, identify themselves with or as is their physiological identity, what they look like. Their color, their race, their gender, their inherited traits. Well, these things cannot be changed. Some people, because they don't look as, a, as attractive as some celebrity, they don't seem to enjoy life. They are always bogged down with how they look. 
you know, a lot of things, you know, go unattended to in their lives, including their finances, vital relationships, their marriage, because they are so bogged down with their physiological identity, what they look like. It's interesting how much money and time some women, even men, are spending on how they, how they want to look or what they want to look like when they're supposed to be spending more time thinking of how they can fulfill purpose. So something is not right if we cannot really be comfortable in who we are and enjoy life, but we are constantly under pressure to be something that we uh, that somebody tells us or, or someone has recommended us to be, then we have an identity issue there. We don't know we, who we truly are. Right? So, one question to you is this. If all those things were taken from you, let's leave the physiological identity aside because you can alter them, but you can't always change them. If things should change... Does that mean that you are no longer significant? If things should change in your environment right now, if things should change in your workplace right now, you know, there's pandemic, things are going to change. If things should change in your environment and the way you do things, the way you approach things is no longer the appropriate way to, to approach things. Does that mean you are no longer significant? Does that mean it's all ended for you? Or if every material possessions, achievements, accomplishments were taken away from you, relationships go, go south or go peer shape, does that mean you are no longer significant? Does that mean that life is no, lo- is no longer worth living for? I want to challenge you to think thoroughly about these things. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Friends, this, questions are, uh, this question is such that is such one that I ask myself too, and I daily work on myself to ensure that I get a better understanding of who I am, my, my identity. I'm going to offer us or show us something that is more lasting, more peaceful, more amazing than anything that can be taken away from us. So, let me say this to you: No one can better understand the identity. Or the purpose of a thing better than its creator. No one, nobody can better understand your identity, know who you are, what you are meant to do, who you are meant to be. Nobody can better know it than the person who created you. It's sad that many of us have been trying to invent an identity. We've been trying to carve out an identity for ourselves. And that's why we attach our identity with uh, our accomplishments, material possessions, uh, habits, weakness, strength, personality, or our physiological identity. We can't carve out our identity. We can't invent it. We need to discover it. So I'll say this to you. Identity is not to be invented but discovered. You can't know God. You can't know yourself better than God who created you. And I want to believe that or hope that many of us uh, believe that you were created by God. Because if you believe in Big Bang Theory or that mankind evolved from apes, you will be one of the most miserable people on earth. Especially when life begins to throw all kind of negative stuff, stuff at you. Identity is not to be invented. 
identities to be discovered. Why discovery? It should be discovered because the person who created you had an intention, a purpose before he created you. So if your identity had already been defined, if your identity had already been carved out, if your identity had already been put in place before you were born, you know, you're trying to become something else or someone else cannot benefit you. You can't function you know, optimally or you cannot fulfill your purpose optimally, efficiently, except you operate by the description of the creator, by the architecture of the creator. So what I'm trying when I say architecture, I believe the, the, the creator has a kind of a process flow of how you function better, what you should do, what you should not do and stuff like that. So except you operate within the confines of those processes, those operations that, that the uh, creator has put in place before you were even created, you cannot function optimally. You cannot enjoy your life. You cannot be the best that God had created you to be. So your identity is not to be invented. Your identity is to be discovered. So that brings the question, who does God say you are? Who does God say you are? So if you believe that you were created by God and your identity is not to be carved out, I mean, by yourself, your identity is not to be invented but discovered and you believe that God actually created you, then you should be asking, who does God say you are? If you try to live and function in a way other than or different from what the creator at defined for you, you cannot fulfill your purpose optimally. When I say optimally to the full, joyfully, you just keep going to keep struggling and move from one stress to another stress. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says that we, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I'll take that scripture again. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are God's handiwork. The handiwork there means custom-built, specially made creatures. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God had chosen to recreate us in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared in advance, even before we were born. So as you meditate on the scripture, I believe that God will, and also pray that God will open your eyes to see that your identity is in God. Your identity is with God. You cannot function in any other way better than the way God created you to function. If you don't discover how God has designed you to function, who he says you are, and you are laboring or you are working, you are trying to become something else, you will be struggling because you are not being yourself. So to know who you are, I want to encourage you to go back to you, to the creator to find out who you are. If you're a Christian listening to me, I want to ask you a question. How much value do you place on what God says about you? How much value... Do you place on what God says about you? Do you take it seriously at all? Whose words do you take most seriously? Talking about your identity, that of your parents, 
that of your colleagues at work, that of your peers, or that of the media, or that of celebrities, or that of psychologists, or that of therapists. We cannot function on the capacity and live the fulfilled life that God wants us to live by operating under an imposed or invented identity. If you're operating under an imposed identity, which is the expectation of people of you, or an invented identity, what you choose to come up with, well, maybe it may fall in line somehow with what God has in store for you or what God has said about you or what God created you to be. But you can be very certain if you are doing what you are called to do or you are being the person, you are becoming the person God has called you to be. If you don't go to the creator and compare your what you have carved out as an identity or invented as an identity and compare them with what the creator has said about you. So if you want to discover who you truly are, where should you go? To the creator. I want to encourage you to begin to look into God's word to find out who you are, particularly the epistles, that is the letters written to the church. Find out who you are. I want to encourage you to begin to place more value on what God says about you and who he says you are. I want to encourage you to begin to act out who God says you are and leave it behind you or stay away from the things that the Bible tells you to stay away from. You can only enjoy your life to the fullest by accepting who God says you are and rejecting who God does not say you are. If what I've shared with you has been a blessing to you, if it has opened your eyes to see where to go to find out who you are, that is your Bible, God, why don't you find someone else to share this with? You know, share your challenges with them, share what you want to improve on, and perhaps they share theirs with you too. You know, form a kind of um, accountability partnership. You know, find a body to help you in this journey of discovering who you are and placing more value on what God says about you than what uh, the celebrity, the government, or the media says about you. You know, find somebody else and talk to them about this and talk to one another. And I believe that this is going to start a new uh, thing in your life, you know, giving you more strength, more courage to stand your ground and to have more confidence to face the future because you will know that you are a child of God, born of God. God is with you. God is in you. God is for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God is your father. He's not an, he's not an uh, irresponsible father and he cares about you. When you begin to discover this uh, truth about who you are, your identity, you have more confidence to face the future. No matter what the world is saying, the crisis in the world, you have more boldness and courage to stand and to believe that God is for you. So when the world is panicking, you are not panicking because you know you have a father. Are you a child of a father who cares about you? So I look forward to hearing from you guys to see how 
this is blessing you guys how this is helping you guys so connect with me on social media and uh, let me hear from you let me hear how this is blessing you guys thank you for listening